0: Welcome, thanks for joining us today, wherever you're watching from, we're so glad that you've taken this moment to tune in. Listen, I want to encourage your hearts today with a verse that always encourages mine. I'm sure, like me, you've got go-to verses, that you have a commitment to read the whole Bible, but every now and then, maybe in moments where things are uncertain or you're looking to God for answers, you have what I call go-to verses. Now, I'm going to share one of my go-to verses with you that always brings hope and courage into my world. And I'm sure when I share it, it's a verse that many of you use also. I'm talking about Romans 8, verse 28. Just a simple statement that just enables us to understand that God is invested and interested in every moment of our life. It says, and we know, and this is the, um, the reality, this is something that we should know, not in a casual way, but in a way that our life is defined by. It says, and we know that in all things, God is at work for good for those who love him and who have been called according to his purposes. Very short verse, very simple verse, but a very powerful verse. Like I said, we need to know that God is at work In the things that seem behind the scenes in our life, not just in the things that we understand, but also in the things that we don't. God said that he's going to bring all things together for good. Now, sometimes that may not look like what is happening, but that's where we choose as God's people, a people of faith to trust that God is busy in the things that we don't understand bringing them to a place of conclusion where we will see, like he promised, all things working out for our good. What is it that the Lord asks of us? Two simple things, that we love him and we know that we're called according to his promises. The Bible promises that all things work together for God. Another translation says that God works in all things for the good of those who love him and know that they're called according to his purposes. So to me, when I read that, it's nice and simple. I've just got to focus on loving God. I've got to focus on knowing that I'm called for his purposes today in my generation on the earth with what he's doing right now. And if I concentrate on those two things, he will be the one that's making all things. Notice that it didn't say some things. All things work together or come together for my good. Now, like I said, sometimes in moments when you understand what's going on, it's easy to say, yep, God works in all things for my good. But other times when maybe life's a little bit more confusing and you look at a situation or a scenario in your life and your response to it is, I don't really know what's happening. This doesn't look good. I don't like the way that this is looking. It's in that moment you also need to be the person of faith that God has called you to be. And respond also in that moment, well, I may not understand what's going on, but this I know. All things work together for for good. Or my God is at work in all things for my good. All I've got to do is just keep on loving him and keep knowing I'm called. Now, life can be unusual sometimes with different moments. Sometimes um, it's like a theatre show or, as we would understand in the United Kingdom, a pantomime. If you've ever been to a pantomime or a theatre show that's a classic, maybe a show about Beauty and the Beast or Peter Pan or Cinderella or any of those classic theatre productions or pantomime moments, you know that normally there's two acts or two halves. You come into the theatre, you watch part one or act one, and then there's a moment for refreshment and every person goes to the restroom or to the toilet, gets a drink, and then they come back in for what's called act two. Now, what I've noticed when I've seen certain pantomimes or theatre productions, that often things end up after act one not looking good. Now with Cinderella, it ends up with a person that's actually being treated like a slave cleaning fireplaces instead of being the person that her father had intended her to be. In the story of Beauty and the Beast, you've suddenly got this poor girl living with a beast-like person to save her father's life. And then in Peter Pan, it looks like the baddies are winning and everything's going to go wrong. And that's the end of Act One. But when you go out, have a drink, come back into the theatre, you suddenly see, in Act Two, everything begin to turn around. Now, in Act Two, or Part Two, suddenly Cinderella goes from cleaning a chimney to being the princess she was called to be. Suddenly the beast that the beauty is living with becomes a handsome prince. Suddenly the baddies stop winning And the good people start to win. Now, what I want to put to you is life can be like a theatre production sometimes, a pantomime. And sometimes when you're in act one, things can seem really confusing. Suddenly, it doesn't look like you're winning. That things aren't happening in your life like God said that they would. But the key you see is to understand that there's often two parts to what's happening in this moment of your life. And the worst thing that you can do is leave the theatre after Act 1. Because it's Act 2 where everything begins to turn around for your good. Now, when you're watching Act 1, where it seems like things are going wrong, or not going according to plan, or not seeming true to the things that God said you would experience it's easy to look at the stage of the moment that's currently happening. But what I've learned to do over the last few years is not just look at the stage of what's happening, but also look at the shadows that are moving behind the curtains. Because the shadows moving behind the curtains are the things that are happening to make part two a different ending to the story of the show of my life because often when you're seeing things happen on the stage of the moment you're in it's easy to get upset or obsessed by these things where actually as a people of faith we need to say no these things are really happening but also I believe that those shadows I see moving behind the curtains are the shadows of my God turning things around for my good because Romans 8 28 says that he's at work in all things and he causes all things to turn around for my good as I love him and know I'm called according to his purposes so I want to encourage you don't be moved or disturbed by what's happening in a moment you may be experiencing, but rather be a person of faith that says, God, I don't understand what's happening right now, but I do know that you are at work in all things to do with my life. And you're going to bring act two or part two into play real soon, where suddenly the loser wins and everything in the story turns around for my good. Now, when I think of this, I think of that young lady in the Bible called Esther, who, when you read the book of Esther, it's like watching a stage play. You see this moment where everything looks terrible, not just for Esther, her uncle Mordecai, but also for the Jewish nation. When you open up the storyline of Esther and you read part one, you see that they're in a moment where they're living in Persia. It's not their own country. There's a a king that's ruling hard over Persia. There's another leader in control. His name is Haman, and he is hell-bent on destroying the Jewish nation. So things are not looking good. Act one does not look good. In fact, in act one, Haman comes up with a plan to kill Mordecai, and also get a decree passed by the king that would annihilate the Jewish people. But remember, these people belong to God, and God had a plan to turn this moment around. We read on in the storyline, and we see Mordecai come to the young Esther and say, you were born for such a moment as this. You need to take your place on the stage. And then when you read on, you see Esther... Uh, finds favour with the king, and the king says goodbye to his former wife. Esther comes into his world as his queen, but he doesn't know that she's of Jewish descent, and that Mordecai and her family are Jewish in in who they are as a nation. And meanwhile, in the background, you've got this character, this baddie, boo, called Haman, and he's working plans under the table to destroy the Jewish nation and Mordecai. Now, you suddenly see Esther come before the king and he extends his, his scepter and says, ask me anything you want. She says, I just want a party with you. I just want an audience with you and I need you to invite Haman and then I'll ask you what I want to ask you, our oh great king. And this is almost like the end of Act One. If you imagine the curtains coming across, you've got Mordecai in trouble. You've got Haman, who's the baddie, building gallows to kill Mordecai. They're parked outside the king's residence. You've got um, things not looking good for anyone that's one of the goodies in 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 the production. And then suddenly the curtains close. But then suddenly the curtains open again to the second part of the storyline of the book of Esther and in this moment you've got the king and Esther spending time together Haman comes in thinking he's going to get a promotion Esther begins to communicate to the king what Haman wants to do to her people to her family the king doesn't think this is funny and again read the story for yourself I'm only highlighting some of the thoughts within it And actually says to Haman, you know, what would you do to a person like this? What would you do to a person like this? Now, Haman is thinking of him being rewarded and Mordecai being killed when actually the agenda of the king suddenly spins and it's a completely different story. And in this moment, the king turns on Haman and says, I need to deal with you. You've been wrong to my queen. You've been wrong to the people of my queen. He said, You need to be punished for this. Now, watch, this is powerful. He looks out of his bedroom window and he sees a set of gallows, the same set of gallows that Haman the baddie had built to hang Mordecai. He'd come into the presence of the king with the agenda of hanging Mordecai, killing off and annihilating the Jewish people. But in the middle of this moment, which we call act two, suddenly the whole story turns around. And all of a sudden, Haman is taken and hung on the gallows Mordecai is promoted. The Jewish nation are saved and actually given an exemption and a protection by the king. And Esther begins to walk as a queen when she was just a servant in the land. Wow. What a turnaround. What an act one, act two moment. But can't you see that even in the midst when it looked like it was all going wrong for Mordecai, for Esther and for the Jewish people, God was involved in that moment as Haman was making hideous plans for the annihilation of the Jewish people, God was also behind the scenes positioning a messenger, Esther, um, turning situations around so that in this moment, everything went from being disastrous to being good. When I hear about that story involving Esther, Mordecai, Haman... It reminds me of this powerful verse of Scripture. And we know. I want to encourage you today. Be a person who knows. To know is to have faith. Be a person who knows that God has promised to be at work and busy behind the scenes in all things to do with you in your life not just the things that you know or understand but also the things that don't currently make sense the promise of god in romans 8:28 is that god is at work god is busy right now doing things behind the curtains or the background of your life to make things in the what is coming of your life be completely different to what's happening in the current moment of your life. So what are we called to do? Well, like I said before, simply just three things. Number one, we're to have faith. We're to know that independent of what we're currently seeing, God is at work and working in all things for our good. We're to concentrate, number two, on just loving God, just seeking first the King and His kingdom. And we're to concentrate on the reality that we know that we love Him, but also we know that our lives are called for His purposes on the earth. You see, God is a purpose-driven God. He didn't just make us to occupy the earth. But like it says in Psalms 139, he knew us before we were even formed. He always had a plan or a purpose for who he made us to be, where he positioned us to live. We need to be a people who are passionate about loving God, but also passionate about discovering the will of God or the purposes of God for who he has made us to be. Lord, what are your purposes for my life? Why have you positioned me where you've positioned me? Remember, again, when we talk about the story of Esther, we talk about a young lady who was positioned by God for God's purposes in that moment, What were God's purposes in that moment? To save the Jewish nation. Did he use a general? Did he use some sort of burly captain or weightlifter? No, he used a young lady called Esther because she had obedience in her heart. Even though it was scary what Mordecai asked her to do, she knew that God had positioned her where she was for a moment such as this. I believe that there's no mistakes when it comes to God and God has made you and he's made me not just to occupy the earth and to walk in relationship with him, but also because he has purposes for the life that he's given us to live. Can I encourage you today to begin to ask the Lord, what are your purposes for my life? Father, thank you that you are a purpose-driven God. Creation displays that you never make things by mistake. Everything that you make has a purpose for its existence. Father, would you reveal to me by your spirit some of the purposes that you have for my life that maybe I haven't seen yet? Remember that morning when Esther woke up before Mordecai had asked her, to stand before the king, was just another morning. I love it that in our lives, when we live sold out for God, passionately in love with God, we can wake up and mornings can feel just like another morning. But by the end of the day, suddenly we have a testimony, a story of something that God was able to do in and through our lives. So let me encourage you today. Not just in the things that you know, but also in the things that you don't know. Your God is working in all things for your good. Like a huge tapestry, you may look at one side of your life and it could look like the tapestry that just looks like threads going everywhere, unconnected, that don't make sense. Listen, I want to encourage you that a moment's coming when God is going to turn that tapestry around, and you're going to see a picture of what He was creating in the moments that just seemed like chaos to you. Why? Because He promised, I will cause all things to work together for good. For those who love me and are called, or know they're called accord, according to to my purposes. So maybe you're living in that part of the tapestry where it seems confusing. You don't understand this moment. It feels like act one, where it's the bad part of Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, or Peter Pan's story. Have assurance. Take courage today that there is an act two for your life, that your God is going to bring a turnaround and in that moment he brings that turnaround suddenly that which was a slave will become a prince that which looked disastrous will suddenly be a garden full of God's favor suddenly those baddies that looked like they were winning will no longer be winning but rather like God promises he will lay a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He will cause you to have a banquet in the presence of those who were once the enemies of your life. So again, what are we to do? Not a lot, really. Just take our position of faith. Father, I thank you. Independent of what I see happening on the stage of my life right now, I know, but I know, but I know because you've promised that you are at work behind the scenes in this moment. In the unseen of this moment, you are busy, Father God, for my good. Lord, I trust you. I trust what you're doing in the unseen of this moment. And I know what you're doing in the unseen of this moment will come on to the stage of my life so everyone can witness what my God has done. Let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you for those watching today who maybe feel like they're in act one of their life, part one. Everything looks like it's going wrong. Everything looks like it's not going to end well. Father, I pray that you give them faith to see the shadows of you moving behind the curtains of this moment that they're in. I pray that faith would arise in their hearts. I pray that courage would fill the inner man of who they are. Father, I thank you that they would not leave the theatre of this moment, but rather go get a drink and come back and then enjoy watching you turn every think around for their good. Father, give courage to those who need it. Give hope to those who need it. Give strength to carry on to those who need strength to carry on. Holy Spirit, would you just fill every person that's watching with fresh ability, joy, peace, and faith, all of those good things that come from the vine of who you are, Jesus, let them flow into the branch of each and every person watching. And Father, today we just declare again this promise over the life of every person that's watching. And we know that in all things, not some things, in all things, God is is working for good in your life because you love him and you're called according to his purposes the lord bless you have an amazing week see you again soon